I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace, and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before, and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Hey Spirit. Today, I had the pleasure of sharing my gift with Becky. And the thing that I found so transforming, I want to use that word, in her session was sometimes, you know, we come into a session and we don't realize the healing that can actually take place no matter how long someone is gone. You know, I think when someone comes in for a reading, they come in hoping, you know, to hear certain things from their loved ones and maybe not even knowing what to expect. But to have your loved one gone for decades and to have kind of pushed some emotions and even memories so far down deep that we forgot. And then within most recent years, those feelings and emotions start to resurface. And then we are presented with the amazing gift of being reconnected with the souls of our loved ones. Becky's session today is a huge validation in that spirit knows exactly what we need to hear and when we are ready to hear it. I hope you all enjoy this amazing healing episode of Hey Spirit. God bless. Well, it's very nice to meet you. Welcome to Hey Spirit. Thank you very much for having me. You look amazing. This is all very surreal. I've been watching you for a very, very long time. Oh, well, thank you so much for all your support. I really appreciate you very much because without you, I wouldn't be able to continue to do what I do. So I thank you very much. And I do consider this such an honor to be able to share my gift with you today. So I wish you the most amazing and beautiful messages from your loved ones today. 
So I'm actually going to start. Uh, there were quite a few when I entered the other side. I'm going to start with the mom that has departed. So if your mom is not passed, then it would be a grandmother, aunt, or someone that was like a mom to you. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. It's your grandmother's? Yes. Okay. And who was the father? Your dad is departed? Yes. Because I saw the grandfathers and then like your father came right around and stood right in front. But I'm going to say this, your dad kind of, he was nervous about stepping forward. I go, why are you nervous? But you have to understand that's, uh, you, you might understand that. But for me, that's a very unique emotion that your dad is making me feel. So whatever the reason is or why maybe that's how he was here in the physical world, I almost feel like for him, he makes me feel like, now I'm going to say things to you, Becky. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that it, it might be exactly how you feel. And if it is not, it is just a way of spirit getting me to feel an emotion to get me to say something to you. This is why I think I'm so dramatic because okay. they have to make me feel things to an extreme because your dad made me feel like, I don't know if I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't know how else to say this. And I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but he kind of made me feel like I feel that I disappointed my daughter in life. And he says, do I deserve this chance? D does that make sense to you? It does. Yep. A little bit. And little I, bit. and I don't mean it's so literal, but it's almost like, and when souls say that they're sorry, or when they want to like kind of take responsibility for certain things, it means that their souls had to relive their life through your eyes. Hmm. So it's almost like your dad had to feel certain things. So I don't know if there was a separation between you and your dad at some point in your life, but then did you reconnect at the end or like, uh, to, like I feel like there, there might've been a span where you might not have seen him as much, but then you were able to repair the relationship? Um, I, yeah, I'm not too sure. I, I shouldn't have used that term, but... With me living in the States and him living in the UK. Oh, your dad lived in, in the UK? Yes. Oh, okay. There is a lot of, you know, communication and relationship, but we were in separate But, but let me ask you this. Was there a time, because I want you to understand, when Spirit shows me East Coast, West Coast, it is just my symbol for separation. It could be Got emotional, it. geographical, communication, whatever it is. And when souls show me that, they want to take responsibility for that separation. Do you understand that for that part of where you were apart? But I feel like that there was a time, maybe it was where it was just say your childhood, where it was every, like, say, you know, you saw each other like eight times a year. But then I feel like there was a time where maybe it wasn't as much mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where it kind of maybe then was only maybe three or four times a year. Especially when I got older. Yes. When, when okay. teenage years came in and friends and trips and okay you know stuff like that i just want to clarify like so you understand remember when i when i was trying to explain this to you earlier like i don't want you to take this literal but you have to place it on how it fits like your dad is making me feel like there were no regrets in that time where we didn't see each other as much but then we kind of reconnected and then we saw each other much more towards the end is that correct yes perfect Yes. validating that your dad says, I never want you to look back and say, I wish I had more time. I wish I did this. 
he kind of made me feel like we always wish that we would have more time, but it was that I spent more time or I made those trips more often. I did not, I do not want you to carry that burden. Your dad made me feel like that you always were and always will be the pride and joy of his life. Because did your dad always brag about you? I think so. From what I've been told, yes, by friends and family. He's bringing over other people on the other side. He's going, come, come see my daughter. Look, 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 come see. Look, look, look. This is my daughter. Look at her. Isn't she beautiful? So know that he's, your dad is still bragging about you even in heaven. Right on. (laughs) Thanks, dad. And I don't know, do you feel that, because I'm back to this again, the more time thing. So do you feel, or do you wish that you either had more time or you had more time to say goodbye? Yes. Yes to all of the above. Because I find it interesting, Becky, because it's not something common that spirit will have me say that I wish I had more time to say goodbye. Mm. So I found that intriguing because it's not a common thing that spirit will have me say. So I share, I share that with you because it validates the strength of your dad's soul and on how he's saying, I don't want you to feel that we should have spent more time together. Do you understand that? I do. Your dad makes me feel like he's so unique. Your dad, I feel like he's such a free spirit in a sense. Mm -hmm. And your mom's still here in the physical world, right? Yes. Your dad took red roses, handed them to you, and then handed them to your mom. So know that it's your dad's way of acknowledging your mom and sending his love to her as well. Amazing. Because there's something unique. Because your your dad looked at me and he goes, I never stopped loving her, Teresa. No matter where we were, no matter what our lives took us. Yeah. He says, and it's not a cliche statement when someone says you know, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. It's like, he goes, we just couldn't live together. He goes, do you know what it's like sharing a bathroom with two women? But I feel like that's his sense of humor. (laughs) Very much. Yes, very much. And mom never stopped loving him. That was always, yeah, I grew, grew up knowing that that was her greatest love. Honestly, if you did not tell me that your parents were divorced or separated, never would have known that from your dad, never would have felt that from him. But I feel like you just validated that because you said they both felt that way. Totally. So now I want to go back to, well, not me. Your dad wants to go back to, cause I said to him, I keep asking him, see, I'm talking to you or conversing with you, but I'm, I asked your dad like probably about 30 questions. <laughs> And, but it's just, it's, it's the way how the channeling works. And I asked him, I said, I want to go back to like that phrase that you had me say, I feel like I wasn't prepared for his death. So sometimes that, you know, even if someone was ill, no no matter what it is, because when a soul shows me up and downs, that's my symbol for when someone has struggles. 
no matter what it is, sometimes people show me that if they were diabetic, um, if they had high blood pressure, if it was with narcotics or alcohol or anxiety, depression, whatever it is, there were these ups and downs. But then they show me, when they show me the top of the mountain, it's my symbol for like, they got there. It's like, it's almost like they would get there. And then it was almost like, then all of a sudden we thought like everything was going to be okay. And then they died and, or the decline happened extremely fast. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Your dad looked at me and he said, I love the scenario that you gave Teresa, because I want really you and your mom to know that I did make it, or I did feel good. And I was okay for some time or for a while. And it was almost like it just quickly took him down. Yep. And he says, and for that, I am sorry. Mm -hmm. He says, but I need you to hold on to how well I was at those times. Do you have a piece of your dad's jewelry? He showed me like a watch, but then he showed me a tie pin and then cufflinks. And so that's why I just said men's jewelry. So I don't care if it's a ring, if it's a bracelet. It's a ring. Um, oh, it's technically my ring that I would wear when I was a teenager. And he always had a ring on his pinky finger that he would wear. And we were out eating somewhere in New York. I believe we were in New York at the time. And he wanted to wear my ring and we swapped rings. And until the day he died, he wore my ring on his finger. There's pictures of him and photographs with it and such. And I kept his other ring. I didn't like it as much. <laughs> I always liked my ring and my <laughs> turquoise, but I wore dad's ring, you know, every now and then. But of course, when he passed away, mom made sure that I got the ring back. So I, yeah, I do have it on. I asked for those little things here and there because I, my job is just to make sure that I interpret the information correctly. You have the hard part. You have to take the messages and apply them somehow in your healing process. Yeah. Was there something else? I don't know if there was something that, because I feel like your dad's passing was pretty sudden. Yes. Or, or unexpected. Yeah. Okay. It, so I, I feel like it's important to, your dad just wants me to say this. He showed me my symbol for where you were supposed to, and or even your mom receive something or something was supposed to be handed down to you. And I don't know if it was fully executed that way that it was supposed to be. So was there something that you did not receive, acquire uh, after your dad's departure? Not, I mean, there were quite a few things at the end of the day, if, if one looks at it, properly because uh, there were other people in play that were overseeing mm -hmm. things you know his attorney his business partner well only because he made me feel like it, it wasn't it wasn't his intention not to be able to give you everything so again I, I never had a soul say it to me in that way so if it was if you only received portion or some or only a fraction that wasn't his intention. His intention was for you always to inherit or be handed down to 
from him. So I, I don't know whether, whatever the situation is or was, I feel like your dad is pretty private about certain things. And I have to respect that, whether if that's the way he was here in the physical world, maybe that was his business or he always kind of kept certain things private with his business. Does that make right. sense? Yes. Yeah, it okay. does. I think what he might be referring to is, is the flat uh, that he finally was able to pay off by the time he passed away. I think the flat was paid off a good two years prior to him passing. I remember he was very excited about okay. it. It was a oh. big deal. Then there's the the jazz club that dad owned and, and okay. ran with his business partner. But I am no longer affiliated with the club. It's a little hard and to it, say that. But you know why, Becky? Because there was a part of me, if you, these little things that I pay attention to when spirit channels that are because before your dad had me cut you off, didn't want you saying too much. He would have me say something. The second you would say something, he, he had me talk over you this time. He allowed you to speak, but I felt like it was going to be healing for you. Do you understand that? And I love that your dad validated and said that wasn't my intention. And I'm sorry that it went down this way but it's fine. Do you understand yep. that? And I think it's also important, like as much as that jazz club meant to you, mm. your dad said the memories and my soul, you will carry forever. Yeah. You have those within you. And it, it that was just the physical sense of the club. Mm. Everything else you carry with you. Yeah. And I want you to know that I support you and your mom in your choices and decisions because they were the right choices. And I feel the people that were in your world at that time that helped you get the most out of what you could and the right thing for the situation, your dad's yeah. making me feel like he placed in your path for you. Yeah. We, we, know, we believe that and we, we do, yeah, we do know that. Your dad keeps showing me Elvis. So... <laughs> I don't know how you connect with that. So I don't know if it was the connection with Elvis's life on how he was connected to music. I'm not sure. The only thing I can say that might equate to Elvis is, I guess, just the barriers that dad was able to break and overcome. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I kept asking your dad, did you play? And he kept showing me my cousin, my cousin who actually plays the saxophone. So I'm like, oh, did you play the saxophone? Did you play? Yes, he played tenor and alto sax. That is absolutely correct. Yep. Validating that your dad supports your decisions, that he showed me Elvis as validating breaking barriers of back in that time of what it was like. And it was just everything that he loved and what he stood for. And he made me feel like even still to this day, you still, it's almost like, can I say it in this way? You still fight for your dad's legacy. Oh, definitely. Every, every step of the way, I want people to understand and know that, you know, it, especially when it comes to equality, and it wasn't about what your religion was, what your race. It was about you, you playing music 
he created this whole dynamic and was able Amazing. to bring these musicians over, the Dizzy Gillespie's, the Miles Davises. But now I get it because I learned a lot of that through the Elvis movie. So I find it interesting. And that's what your dad chose to show me. Like, I didn't realize that. I mean, uh, yes, everyone knows Elvis, right? But I'm, I'm 55. I, I was young when Elvis was, and I did, I learned so much. Like I didn't realize it. And, and being raised, being raised such amazing parents of where I never saw black or white, like yeah, we're same. just, everyone is the same. And to be like, so I, I mean, I mean, I was, I was in shock, the things that I saw in that, in, in the Elvis movie, because I could not believe that this happened and uh, terrible and awful. Same. And it's so strange that that comes up because I just recently saw the movie Elvis. I don't think it's a coincidence that I mean, because that movie's been out for months, months, months and months, months. and months. It is yes. not a coincidence that you just no. saw the movie. We're having this session and your dad literally showing me that in this moment to get me to say something to you, validating for you that. And I know this might even sound silly, but your dad was with you when you were watching the movie, validating this. And he shows me, do you teach music or Broadway or are you on Broadway? I don't know why he's showing me like teaching and I keep seeing like off Broadway. So I don't know what that is. Hmm, I don't either. Um, I'm in the music industry, very much on the business side of things. I manage music producers and writers and mixers. Oh. And I've been in that side of the industry for 20 plus years um, now, but that's, yeah. But in a sense, you're, you are teaching because you're helping protecting artists, their brand, their music, correct? Totally. Yes. So I think it's your dad's way of also validating, supporting who you've become and knowing mm -hmm. all the great work that you continue to do. Right your dad makes me feel like you have this spiritual connection with him pretty much on a daily basis is how he's making me feel. So mm -hmm. whether if it's through meditation or maybe if you do yoga, whatever it may be, when you pray, knowing that when you sense and feel that it is him to truly know that it is. Right on. Amazing. Do you also have a friend that passed uh, I don't know if it was from an overdose because they stepped forward and they took responsibility for their departure, which means that it doesn't mean that they intentionally take their own life. It means that they take responsibility for their actions or placing themselves in a situation that cause or attribute to their departure. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's someone directly connected to me. Is there a little, a little more? I just saw that there was a, a male. It was a male. It was a gentleman. And he took, wanted to take responsibility for his departure. And he snapped his fingers at me, which means that his passing was sudden and or unexpected. And I felt that you did know him, whether if it was through business or you were just friends. I mean, there's, there's, there's quite a few and it's not dad saying that. It's no, someone, it someone separate. Your dad already showed me. Your dad already showed me that he he struggled through his life, and he took responsibility for his choices that he made here in the physical world. Fair enough. Yes. 
it was almost like you were not expecting him. You thought that there were other times throughout his life where he might have died or more concerned about him then than actual the day that he died. Is that correct? Very much so. Very much so. This is why he went through the whole thing of showing me how he made it and didn't want you to feel that if you hovered more, checked more, saw him more, we're back to the beginning of the reading and saying, you know, I don't want you to feel that we should have spent more time or that we should have been there, right. not wanting you to carry that burden. And as much as your dad takes responsibility, I almost feel like your dad's like, I never really thought I was going to die. Really? It's like, cause I've been through so much and yeah, you get to that point where it's like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I never really thought like that it could actually happen. And when souls tell me that Becky, it's a symbol of also where sometimes, you know, it's a very, it's a fine line that I find with souls that take responsibility, souls that intentionally take their own life and souls that plan their right. departure. You know, there are souls that will plan for months, weeks. Yeah. Knowing a specific time, a specific day, a time of year, or planning a vacation. Then there are the souls that say, you know, I thought about it. I contemplated. I even tried before. And then this one day I just decided, hmm, let me see what's going to happen. Yeah. And I make a decision. And I never think that it's really going to happen because I've had these thoughts, these feelings I've actually tried before and it never happened. It's never yeah. filled with regret on their soul's part because at those moments, it's that the soul is at peace. And that's what they've been searching for. And leaving the physical world is not always the answer. It's when the soul's time is right to leave the physical world. There's a big difference, you know, because I never want people to think, oh, you know, I'm having a hard time. I'm just going to take my life and I'm going to be, you know, at peace, you know, Skittles and rainbows. I've seen souls that have said to me, I've seen souls and they've said, I did this, I did that. I can see them, but I can't feel information from them. I don't get messages from them because I can't lower my vibration low enough. It just means that their soul still has to learn more lessons. That's all. It doesn't mean that they're not okay. It just means that they still have to go through other levels on the other side. There's not one moment where I felt, I mean, I immediately connected with your dad's soul. Immediately. Of validating that, you know, he struggled time and time again. Yes, very much so. And does it make sense of what your dad said before and that there were times that you would have thought that he would have passed or there were, can I use the term darker days? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, dad was a manic depressive and um, there were bouts of major darkness and downfall that I was very much protected from. My mother made very sure growing mm -hmm. up to protect me as best as she could um, from it. And so did the club. And that's why whenever dad would go down into a deep, dark place, the club would always reach out to my mother because she was the only oh. one that understood and was able to bring him back to mm -hmm. the light, if you will. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HeySpirit. Your dad showed me there was something with his medication. I don't know if he didn't like taking the medication or he didn't want to take the medication, didn't like the way the medication made him feel. He's making me feel like I struggled with my medication because he took the bottle and threw it against the wall. So, and, and I'm going to say this, your dad is like, look, I'm not blaming anything. I'm not blaming the medication, but I had a hard time with this medication. He did. He wasn't one to take medication. He wasn't one to drink, even though he was a jazz musician, the whole nine. Uh, a dentist that he worked with for a very, very long time and knew him inside and out for whatever reasons, thought it was a good idea to remove all of his teeth and replace, yep, and replace with the prosthetics. The thing is, you never want to mess with a jazz musician's mouth. If that's part of how they play and where their instrument is, oh. that's their mouth is their instrument and their instrument is their mouth. All of the teeth were pulled out. His outlet for depression was his saxophone. And that's why he was so brilliant. I love how he validated that he played the sax before all of this. Because, you know, there's something unique about you, Becky. Like, I almost feel like you can do what I do. It's almost like you are so spiritually connected, especially with your dad, and maybe even on a different, more level, where you can feel things from people, read people in a sense. Fair enough? Fair enough. And I feel like this is just a validation for you that your dad's soul is safe and at peace with God, that his soul 
is in a peaceful place and that what you are sensing, feeling, hearing, singing is real and it is your dad's soul. I watched and felt as you say these things, even what you just said to me now, the words as they're coming out of you, I could see your soul feeling healed or feeling, it was almost like, oh, I can breathe. It's almost like, I feel like a part of me is kind of put back together a little bit. It's not gonna make all of the pain go away, but I will at least feel at least peaceful knowing that even after every, all of the struggles and the ups and downs that my dad went through, the sacrifices that he made for me and even my mom and how hard he fought and how hard he tried. And even though he ended up taking his own life, his soul has found a place with God mm. and he is finally at peace. I'm curious to know and understand what his feelings are, if any, I, I don't know if one remembers or, or doesn't, but the night that he passed away, there was a major Was there thing. some turmoil? Was there turmoil? Very much so. He made me feel there was chaos. Uh, you see how he has me cut you off? Like, it's almost like, I, I didn't know we were going to go here. Like, I literally wrote turmoil. Literally, he had me write turmoil. And yeah. I could feel chaos around me. Mm. Yep. Your dad says, it's almost like, did your dad never want to talk about anything? Or would he kind of always blow things off because he goes ah he goes that's water under the bridge like yeah it's fine it's fine i think so there are some people that are just like they never forget a thing they can't forgive or they always harp or they hold grudges i feel like your dad's like eh, what are you gonna do right eh, this would i wouldn't expect anything less from them right it's i'm gonna let it be water under the bridge However, this validates for you of how he made me feel it was turmoil and there was just chaos around him the night of his death. Yep. I was the one that ended up finding him. And it's okay. something that I've carried with for a very, very long time because carried anger. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because of the way he died? Because of the way he died and also to the fact that there was no one else that was going to find him. And it very much hurt at the end of the day that none of that was taken into consideration that I was going to be the one to find him. And we had an argument the night before. And he said some okay. things that so were really- So I'm going to say this to you because this also goes along with the turmoil, the chaos, and it's almost like I can't get my thoughts straight. Do you understand that? Like I can't, when you were speaking to your dad before he passed, were you like, what are you talking about? Like, I almost feel like you were like, what, you make no sense. What are you saying to me right now? You're crazy. Everyone, everyone that was around okay. me in that moment, we all had that reaction okay. of stop. You don't know what you're saying. This doesn't make any sense. This you don't mean this. And I was rebellious in the backseat, just being like, yeah, whatever, dad, sure, whatever. And I was just very upset. Um, he made me stay at a friend's house that evening. And that's why I wasn't home. It was Christmas Eve. And 
uh, he, I called my mother immediately so she could speak with him because that was always the cadence of mom comes in and talks to dad whenever mm -hmm. he's in this space. And he did try to call me at my friend's house to apologize. And I was just so angry and frustrated and annoyed by what he was saying that I didn't have that conversation with him. And so this validates of how your dad made me feel earlier of where you wish you were able to say or do things differently. Yeah. And remember, we have this separation. Do you understand that? Yeah. See, a separation, it's however the person can interpret it for whatever reason. And your dad took total responsibility. One of the first things that he took responsibility for would cause his death. Yeah. And I am going to say this. I want you to stop going over and saying, because he showed me my symbol for where when someone shows me a missed phone call, that's my symbol for not only if someone spoke to someone, but if someone went and saw them or if they were with them, they could have prevented the departure. Right. Yeah. So your dad says, and I'm going to say this, you have a very good intuition, Becky. You have mm -hmm. a very good instinct. Is that correct? I used to think so. I feel like I've lost. Look, but this is what you your know? dad is saying. Yeah. There was something inside. You never would not pick up my phone call. You would never not do it, but something was telling you. So stop looking at it that if you did speak to him, that things could have or would have been different. Do you understand that? I do. Yeah. Because I am going to say this, your dad literally made me feel like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? What are you doing? And that's exactly how you said how it was. So you might've been left with, yes, he, he all intentions might've been for him to apologize to you, but he's making me feel like he still would have been, and God forgive me for saying it in this way, talking crazy talking crazy of where you would have been left with what was he talking about so he says you know that you were always the apple of his eye his pride and joy and no matter how much i loved jazz how much i loved the club you were the most important thing that I ever did with my life. Do you still have your dad's sheet music or music that he either wrote or, cause he just had me lift up a piano seat and I saw all music sheets in there. So yeah. do you still have that? My mom, yeah, it's, oh. it's all at my mom's house. And oddly enough, I think it's in her piano bench that opens Shut up! up. <laughs> Who even has a piano today? I know, <laughs> my mother, yes. Yes. But think, what a beautiful yeah. way. Because I just said to him, you need to validate that I interpret it correctly. And that's what he chose to show me. He even showed me how you wrote something about him. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. There's a book that my mother and I wrote called The Fine Kind of Madness. When everything transpired and he passed away, London Times did an article with me of just wow. the father-daughter relationship. And so... Headlines Publishing saw that article and came to us and said, would you write a book about all of this? Wow. And so 
we decided to do it so the funds of of the book would go towards dad's um not charities that he had set up, scholarships that he okay. had set up perfect so remember what i was talking about teaching and helping and yes. validating your dad knows of all of this knows what you wrote in memory and in honor of him and he says i want to thank you and mom it's always when i when i speak to you it's always like he includes your mom in that of totally. no matter what happened no matter what was going on your mom always spoke highly of me always at the end of the day no matter what dad did or didn't do, she just loved him and adored him. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that your dad still protects you. So Even I. through your reading, it was all about protecting you. This was just all about, I just want my daughter to know how much I love her, how I know and I'm sorry for what my death has left her with, that I take responsibility and knowing that my soul is at peace. And I'm going to say this, I, it took your dad a lot to show me certain things because he showed me how he died. And, but yet he said, don't, you don't have to talk about it. Right. I said, I don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. I will not say something to get a wow factor as long. I said, you just have to give me the information. So your daughter knows that it's you and that's it. I don't care if nobody else understands it. All I care about is that Becky understands it. So he has no regrets as far as having me and. Oh, no regrets having you whatsoever. Does he regret certain choices or wish that he could have made? Absolutely. It's not every reading that someone loses a parent. And the parent says to their child, you were the most important thing that I ever did with my life. It's not. Do souls say that? Yeah. But there was a reason why your dad had me say that. And you have to take that, Becky, and place that in your heart and your soul where that deserves the healing. He says, for the first time in my life, I am taking responsibility for my actions, my choices, my decisions, the separations that I caused between you and your mom, between me. I take responsibility for that. I never did that before. I see from the other side on how the way I conducted my life and I did the best that I could. And you always felt loved by me, right? Yeah. He says, and that was up until the end. God forgive me for saying this way, Becky, but he goes, I was not, it was not me. And you know that. He goes, Becky, you will sit here today. He goes, and you tell Teresa, I was not the same. That was not your father. The day that I died, that was not the man that you knew as your father. So true. <laughs> Because I also do feel like, and your mom knew it. And there's something also, he made me feel like that your mom knew that he was going down a very different road that night. Yeah. And he said, and there was not a damn thing she could do about it. He says, and she lives with that. He says, but I have to take responsibility for that. I made those choices. I made those decisions. I made the decision to stay in London. I made those decisions to do certain things. All of those choices that I have to take responsibility for. 
Do you have a recording or do you have records of your, because I could just hear this amazing sax playing. Yes. And it's just like, I feel like your dad just like worked me up in a sense. I've never had this before. And I felt like my heart was like pumping and I was sweating and I just felt like my blood was boiling. And then all of a sudden I just heard this, the saxophone and I was like, oh, Oh, let me listen. And it was almost like I'm listening and I'm just putting it on. I just want to, I just want to close my eyes and just listen to the music. Very much. Yeah. It's just not even playing it. It's like you, like I feel like by you trying to do this is going to bring you so much peace and comfort and healing. It's just literally like closing my eyes and it's almost like you reliving a part of your childhood that you felt safe with your dad. And it's like just closing your eyes. And it's like, I could see him behind me. And I have a vision of this handsome, strong man just playing the most beautiful music. And it just comforts me. It's like, literally, I'm closing my eyes as I'm talking to you now. And I can hear it. I can hear the music. And I feel like that is what your dad wants you to take with you. That's what he wants you to remember. As hard as it might be, yeah. it might just bring you the peace and the comfort that you deserve mm -hmm. or more importantly need. Or your dad saying, please remember me in this light. Right. And I want to yep. thank you for not allowing the way that I died to define who I was because I feel like he's making me feel like through that documentary, through the books, through everything else, you and your mom made that point of showing himself of who he truly was as a husband, a father, and a man. Yeah. Not the disease. Yeah. Yeah, the disease doesn't define him. It unfortunately was a part of him. You know, we are open to talking about that because mental health is, is mm -hmm. just oh. above and beyond. It, I think the most important mm -hmm. thing at the end of the day to start from, but no, I don't want it to define him. And also too, I don't really talk about the night that he passed away. Um, no. Reporters and stuff do try to get that story out of us when there's, when we're celebrating something gonna, big with the club, mm -mm. but yeah, it's not, it's not going to change that. No. Yeah. And, and your dad said it's not necessary. And every time you went to talk about it, your dad stepped in because he blatantly said to me, it was turmoil and chaos the night that I died, Teresa. Fair enough? Yeah. I almost feel like, did your dad play you on my sunshine on the saxophone or something? Like, I feel like he played <laughs> he like might this. might have, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I and don't think I remember like that. These He's like nursery round. I'm like, oh my God, you played that on the saxophone? He's like, I could play anything. Teresa. Anything. <laughs> play anything. You know, Teresa, I'm, I'm going to say um, because of everything that went down that night and things that were said and, and so on, and because I was young and the timing of it, Christmas, I've always tried mm -hmm. to not allow that Lock to it. burden me or, yeah. And mm -hmm. I don't know, something shifted like five years ago and this whole lack of worth and this phrase that kind of hits me of, well, your father didn't want you, so why would anybody else? And I feel like that I'm very much this great 
you know, everyone says how great I am and how awesome I am at my job or this or that, mm -hmm. but I feel like I am the, the, the best thing that no one wants is what resonates very loudly in my, in my head. Your dad made that perfectly clear today, Becky, that that's not true. So your dad made me feel like you allowed people to make you feel that way. Very much so. And I always say that if I allow someone to make me feel bad or sad about myself, then that's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard and it's hurtful. Why would so? But again, how would I know that that's how you felt? And this is what your dad said to you. Your dad validating, bragging about you. You were the best thing that you, I ever did with my life. Telling you to remember these moments of how that we shared when you would come and visit me and all these, these beautiful moments that we had. Okay, they might not always have been perfect, but they were our time together. And I looked forward to it. Same. Nobody can take that from you. Don't let anyone take that from you. Now I understand even more so why your dad made me feel like I need you to sit back and just close your eyes and just remember what it was like. Your dad, Becky, did a phenomenal job of giving you the gift of faith, hope, and peace. And timing is everything. You might not have 10 years ago have been able to deal with this or really be able to heal from it. Because your dad made me feel like you started to heal and this is going to continue you with the healing process. The things that you heard from your dad, I didn't make up. There's no way that I would know about any of those things. Is that correct? No. Yeah, very much so. You, you've nailed it. No, your dad did. Your dad did this, Becky, not me. I am just the vessel that your dad used to give you these messages. I looked at your grandmothers. They stood there, and you have all other loved ones. They were literally applauding your father. I've never, never seen that before. Wow. And I think that also validates on how hard your dad's soul also worked to be able to heal and to get to the level so he could give you these amazing healing messages. He did a phenomenal job. Big what time. a gift. Beyond. And now, now that you shared a little bit about your dad with me, I want to thank you for trusting me with the soul of your father and the sensitivity. Yeah of some of thank the things. Yeah. I, I want to thank, thank you for trusting me with that. And thank you for honoring. Yeah. Some of that sensitivity. A absolutely. You have to, this is not about anything but healing. I wish you all the best, Becky. God bless. Thank you, Teresa. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My name is Becky Scott, and I am currently living in Los Angeles, California. I was very much looking forward to hearing from my father. I uh, passed away a good 20 plus years ago, and yes, he came through, uh, connected very much with Teresa, and she was able to relay some pretty incredible messages to me. Uh, that I've been waiting to hear for a very long time. And yeah, she was really able to touch base on who he is and what he's done in life and the messages of just how much he loves me and my mother that we desperately needed to hear for, for a really long time. And it was, uh, I can already feel the healing happening and taking place. It's just the little nuances that dad used to do with me. He made sure to to relay that to Teresa and, and the piece of jewelry, the rings that we exchanged, the melodies that he used to play for me when, when I was a child via his saxophone and stuff. No one knows that. There's, you know, no one knows that side of things. And just the surrounding of, of his, his death and what took place, there, there were a few things that no one really knew about that she was able to pick up on and relay back to me to confirm, you know, that it was definitely my dad there with her. That there is so much going on on the other side that we just, we think we know and, and we really don't know until you meet somebody like Teresa who has a phenomenal gift and can relay these messages that we so desperately need to hear and to bring us peace and just knowing that dad is always around and having that confirmation. Yeah, it means a lot to know that I've always believed in guardian angels and I've always believed that those that pass on become your guardian angel um, in some way or another. And yeah, speaking with Teresa, it just it confirms all of that. I no longer need to carry these burdens that I've been carrying around for a really long time and, and heartbreak for a really long time. Just how much love I felt via Teresa, via my father. I really did feel that love that he had for myself and my mother. Teresa's amazing. Just how grateful I am for, for Teresa, for you guys, the staff. I mean, everyone, I, I expressed that earlier in my session. I'm just blown away by, by all of it and just the love and the kindness and, and understanding of the sensitivity and 
and just very grateful, very, very grateful that I had and have this opportunity and what a gift, what a phenomenal gift to just release a lot of this pain and baggage and darkness and so on. Like, yeah, I'm just very grateful and I'm very grateful to Teresa and the, and all above that's given her the gift and that she's just so generous with it and her energy and her time. And I know that takes a lot out of somebody. So yeah, just beyond grateful. Can't express it enough for, for all of you, for everyone that's a part of her team and just coordinates and I know it's not easy and it's just phenomenal, phenomenal that one is able to walk away with less than they came in with. I think that's just pure magic. Very grateful. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.